Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. This is Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your astrologers here today. Um, I'm so grateful you're joining us. If you'd like to learn more about my uh, the astrology readings um, that, I'll, that I offer and um, Brighthawk and I will be teaching an astrology class, I'm hoping to pick the dates for that coming up soon. So if you're looking for basic astrology, um, where you learn how to read your own chart and stuff like that. I'm also thinking about doing a more advanced class. It's a little bit more uh, deeper, maybe the asteroids or something like that. I'm not sure yet, but if you have any requests, like you're like, well, I can read my own chart, Hollis, but I'd really like to know how to throw it in the comments, okay? Um, and so I just wanted to put that out there. And you can check out my website below. If you get on the mailing list, you'll definitely get an email about that. And Hollis gives great readings, by the way. Kind of what brought us together. It is. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Bright Hawk, artist, author, musician, storyteller, astrologer, entrepreneur. There you go. How's that for a bunch of words? And a painter. I think I started with artist. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just finished that little turtle behind me. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> right? Go ahead. That's what it's feeling like. <clears throat> I'm lacrosse T, uh, creator of the uh, A Fool's Journey Color Journal. Um, you can find me on, haven't really been working on much lately, just in recovery, so I haven't really been able to do much. Um, but you can find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we all need recovery time, for sure. <laughs> I think all three of us have been pretty busy, so we're lucky to be able to keep these going right now. But we've had a lot of comments um, from Meredith in Boston and uh, Tamala. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I got your comments, and <laughs> it's been a dark January, my friends. <laughs> Hang in there. It's going to get better. I promise it's going to get better. Um, it's slowly getting better now. So, you know, we're in February now. So um, I'm going to welcome you to take a little moment to take this little meditation, maybe this, just take a minute. Take a few deep breaths and get centered in your body, feel your feet on the floor, your bottom on the seat. And as you 
you imagine yourself outside among the night sky, perfectly safe, perfectly comfortable, with your feet on the floor. And as you look up at the beautiful sky, the beautiful stars, the moon, just a little sliver there. And as you stare up at the stars, there's a constellation that begins to show itself. Pulling itself closer to you, and it resembles centaur. And as you see this centaur in the sky, and it highlights itself and makes itself appear as a beautiful male centaur in front of you, you realize that this constellation is Chiron. Chiron shares with you his story, how he was a teacher, a healer, powerful teacher and healer, and helped everyone and was always in service. And at this time, he was merely a human, and he tried to help everyone to the best of his ability. And he was a powerful healer. Until one day, another god was just shooting off his arrows, not paying attention to where they went. And the arrows, and one of those arrows, laced with a poison pierced Chiron and created a wound that could not be healed. A wound that was impossible. Not even Chiron could heal himself. But Zeus took pity on him Instead of watching Chiron suffer, allowed him to become a god, a demigod, known as Chiron, the wounded healer. And now in the sky, Chiron reminds us. how sometimes even when wounds feel impossible to heal, there are miracles. Miracles happen every day. And we are more resilient than we believe. And often the universe
universe is trying to heal us. And Chiron stands as that healer in the sky to help you review where you came from, to review what wounds you hold, and bring them to healing so that you might be in service to others. you. Thank you. I'll help you put that back. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um, I've, I appreciate being able to share the story of Chiron with you. I've always found a lot of identity in Chiron for some reason. Um, maybe because of my own story and Maybe you might find, um, you know, uh, find some healing or some resonance with Chiron. <laughs> so I think anyone that's been through crap and had to overcome it can feel some resonance with Chiron. So, um, and so it's let's not a cliche when we say that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> It's no, not, not a cliche. At all. Not at all. <laughs> it's really uh, stuff you don't wish for, but as long as you're in it, learn from it, grow from it. Yeah. See what it can reveal. Yeah, and this week we're probably going to be dealing with some Chiron this week, and you know, um, you probably are by the time you're listening to this, you've already experienced the T square involving um, Chiron and. Chiron's going to continue to play a role um, in this this coming week. 
Um, so I want to just, what do you think that big red line is? <laughs> <laughs> that big red line there is our south node, which represents where we came from. And Chiron always represents where we came from because wounds usually have already happened, right? Okay, so the wound has already happened and it's something you carry on. Now this could be, oftentimes, if you suffered from a lot of childhood trauma, you will find Chiron placed in a challenging position uh, in your chart. Um, and I, I have noticed that many, many times. So how can you know it's in a challenging position? Well, Chiron generally rules Virgo, okay? So uh, I would say Chiron and Pisces would probably, um, if it's in a square or in an opposition like this. See that big red line? Um, I know my Chiron's in opposition. <laughs> I'm pretty sure to my moon and so which represents mother and I'm laughing right now because because mm. <laughs> my mind's mother, in opposition to my son which Ugh. is father okay so represents father mm -hmm. and so moon represents mother okay and that totally makes sense most of us are like oh yeah okay and so you know the moon represents mother and father is the sun and so you know across what sign is it in um darn it ah just um so mine's in aries chiron minus first degree aries okay and... so it oftentimes chiron is in aries aries chiron spends it's a asteroid so it takes a little bit it doesn't evenly spend time in all of the signs it's a very elliptical <clears throat> orbit yeah, it has a, an, a a different orbit, and so it it spends a bit of time um, in there. And oftentimes, Chiron, um, being where it is, is that your chart, right, huh? Mm -hmm. So Chiron, yeah. So Chiron in Aries, I feel, um, makes it very um, fiery, physical, and might keep you from moving forward. It, it, you know, if you allow this wound to, to overtake you, it would keep you from moving forward. Now, now, if it's opposite of something, that's probably where the wound came from and maybe what it had to do with, right? So one of the ways that I overcame my wound with my mother was to be a better mother than my mother could ever dream of. And I still, to this day, work very hard at being a present mother for my son even if he does live across the country we can still we can still text we can still talk to each other <laughs> um and i can still say i love you and i'm proud of you which i've never heard from my mother's lips um and and you know uh, my mother's a narcissist and so many of you might identify with that and is it if you look at your chiron and you're like well it's not opposite it's not opposite the moon hollis and I'm like, well, there could be some other placements too, okay? It could be Ceres, which is another asteroid that represents mother. Um, I have several placements that show that my mother is the crooks of my, um, of my wounding, okay? And so you might have more than one aspect. And that's why we look at the chart. That's why we look at it together so that we can... So I'm encouraging you. Find out where your Chiron is. Look at it. 
because that's the trauma that's the wound that's something you've experienced what house is it in right what does it mine was in the sixth house which is the house of day-to-day -day. my mother was very neglectful she wasn't there day-to-day -day. so how can i nurture my day-to-day -to, -day to heal it right and so those are these are some of the ways that you can tap into chiron and i literally would say pray to chiron and ask chiron's a demigod so a demigod is a human that has become god okay and so chiron's a demigod and so he has more compassion i feel demigods have more compassion for the human experience because they're human so yeah makes sense and so they so you know he's going to come and try to help you and whether you believe in the entity or the actual God, I just believe in the energy of Chiron because it exists and astrologers everywhere still talk about it. So we still tell his story. So it's still around and the energy of Chiron is still around. And so you can tap into that energy and say, okay, the energy of Chiron that's in the collective, can you please come help me resolve this? Yeah. help me with this help me learn what i'm supposed to learn help me see what i need to see help me understand or believe what would help me get through this you know it is very faith uh i always feel chiron is you know always helps you know tap that faith root that's like okay we don't suffer for no reason you can't see what's going to come out of this shit show right now but trust me something will in some way you will be stronger smarter wiser better because of this whatever it is if you choose that path it is a choice so i i definitely uh understand uh worshiping at chiron's altar to say okay man <laughs> calling all angels what <laughs> wtf man <laughs> What am I, I don't know how to I'm supposed to get through this, but could you could you help me out here? You know, have faith for another day so that I know this is going to pass. I know it's going to pass. Something else will come up and come out of it. Oh boy! But help me right now. You know, help me not lose the light switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I feel like um, you know, let's tap into the healing side of. Chiron, because remember, Chiron was wounded, yes, but Chiron was also a healer and blessed as a healer and made into a permanent healer. So technically, Chiron is a healer. Um, I kind of disagree with some astrologers that say it's a wound you'll never heal. Um, I actually disagree with that. I don't think there's any wound that you will never heal. I think all wounds are healable. And um, so I think that it might be hard to heal it might feel next to impossible to heal but that you will heal it before you die especially if you make an effort um and be aware of it and um maybe you know pray to chiron or whatever choose whatever you choose to do you know um for me um that works but there could be other ways that you also tap into that energy and tap into the healing side of chiron because that's really what we're looking to do here. So um, we all have a Chiron in our chart somewhere. We all have a wound somewhere. And everybody on the planet has a challenge 
and it will probably be i find that chiron almost always sometimes it shows up as a physical wound sometimes it shows up as an emotional wound and often it shows up as both okay um so often it shows up as and, and maybe that has to do with like epigenetics if you don't know what epigenetics is it's about your emotions and your state of mind and how that can create wounds like you know uh, make genetics play out in your body um like cancer and things like that okay not that it's their fault because they're but it's more like if you have a certain state of mind then you're under a lot of stress and we create an environment in our body that allows those harmful genetics to play out okay so um it's epigenetics you can look it up they're studying it here in colorado okay so um i do believe the two are related i believe mental health and physical health are related Absolutely. very much so well and bruce lipton is the person who kind of wrote the book about it mm -hmm. and uh he's a great guy and there's tons of talks on youtube if you want to know more about it yep. and all you have to do is look up epigenetics or bruce lipton and you'll there's a whole lot there mm -hmm. that makes you go, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so. so if you are dealing with a health thing right now and you're wondering how did this come around this way, and not that, not that you're blaming yourself or even the person that caused, caused the wound, but I think to understand it more deeply will help you shift your mind um, and then hopefully, um, hopefully change the way that wound is um, expressed within you right um it's a very complicated thing but it is a true science okay and right now chiron uh all week and last week and all this week will be directly opposite even more directly opposite and it wasn't a t-square uh late last week thursday friday saturday sunday um it was in a t-square where it was pointing at venus and venus was part of it but now we've come out of the t-square but we're still left with this opposition and you know it's the south node which is where we came from is on the opposite side of chiron so i really feel like chiron is going no the healing is this way this way is how you heal it this is how you heal it and i really feel like that's what's going on because chiron's on the north node right and uh they're conjunct they're they're with each other traveling in aries if you are amongst most of us that has Chiron in Aries, you're going to have a Chiron return. So don't be surprised if some of these things are coming up and the pot is being stirred for you. Um, my Chiron's like 12 degrees away and I am experiencing that. Um, so Chiron is opposite the south node. So this is very much about where you came from. This is very much about wounds of the past. Okay. Now, the good news is, is that on Monday, at least, there are several sextiles that I feel like will help you process it, help you deal with this Chiron and find the healing, especially with Saturn, sextile Jupiter. It could be very much like, okay, like, so we'll just use me for an example, right? My mother wounded me by not being there every day, right? So she was incapable of being present for me on a day-to-day -day basis, which then created an instability in me, right? Okay, and so then day-to-day, -day, I'm not capable of being there for myself. So instead, what if I instead twisted that wheel a little bit 
and maybe if even 90% of the time I was able to be present for myself day to day by doing yoga or feeding myself appropriately and taking care of myself. Those are ways that I heal that wound from my mother, right? Yes, yes, yeah, totally. So that's what I'm saying to you is that there are ways to heal this and Saturn is about the system and Jupiter is about what you have, the luck you have, and how you're able, and your own philosophies. Okay, so Jupiter rules Sagittarius, and so Saturn and sextile, Saturn and Jupiter are having a sextile, so that's a good conversation. So it's sort of like, oh, I have my own idea of how I could heal this wound, and this is how I'm going to do it, and this is how I'm going to fix this. Okay. And with Neptune sextiling Venus, Neptune is about your vision forward and Neptune is moving forward. Neptune is not in retrograde. It's in Pisces and it's moving forward towards Aries. And I feel like with Venus, it's saying, what would feel good to you? What would feel better to you? Well, it, for me, it would feel better if someone showed up for me every day. Oh, that has to be me. Okay. Well, I've been doing that since I was five. Let's get her done. Right? Okay. And so, and then I can wham, I can do that and make it more consistent and make it happen more often. And most of us, a lot of us hopefully, can show up to 80 to 90% of the time for ourselves. Okay. So if I could reach that instead of being more at 10%, which is where I was as a young adult. Okay. And so that's how we heal that. That's how we heal that wound. Um, so you just have to kind of think it through. And I feel like in the early part of the week with that conversation, it's going to, it's going to awaken your vision and you're going to go, Oh, I'd probably feel better if this happened, this would probably make me feel better. And I noticed that moon was the moon was in a sextile with Mars too. Yeah. Um, so uh, the moon is a waxing crescent because remember we had the Chinese New Year and the new moon in Aquarius, um, November or February 9 10. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's waxing, it's just a little crescent and it's in Aries. So, what do we remember about the moon in Aries? You have the cool moon with hot Aries. It, often results in a nervous temperament, a cat on a hot tin roof. Uh, the moon isn't particularly comfortable in Aries. It, there's a, there's a, um, an uneasy intuition. And, um, and the good part is, is that it's um, in a sextile with Pluto, Mars, and Venus. Now, wow, you know, there, that's, that's uh, pretty sweet. So uh, hopefully the feelings are uh, clear. The Venus and Pluto conversation. Um, and Don't you course, think that would probably like make you take action about your emotions? Quite possibly. Like and actually and you can do see something. It's gonna it's gonna hit all those placements, right? So right now it's conjunct Neptune. So. The the intuitive part of being conjunct Neptune. You know what's really going on? Is it more delusion or or 
clear. So now we see things clearly. Um, also in a conversation to Venus, but of course, when the moon is in Aries, it has to answer to Mars because Mars is the ruler of Aries. Mm. And here we go again, hot, cold, hot, cold, you know, um, wouldn't be surprised if there's some um, moodiness, you know, things changing quickly. Mm -hmm. Feeling one minute one way and suddenly another way a moment later. So mm -hmm. that that always feels like caution lights. <laughs> Gonna just say it. Um, but uh, but I like these sextiles. That's definitely um, some sweetness there. Yeah, with the moon um, conjunct Neptune like that, I would also say, um, regardless of what kind of psychic or um, medium or whatever that you are, now this is a good day for readings. It's probably Sunday to Monday um, because the moon will be kind of dancing around Neptune. And so it doesn't matter um, how you read, whether you're a moon reader or a Neptune reader. Um, Them together. Mm -hmm. you'll be, yeah. yeah, it will enhance that. Sunday, Monday, yeah. Yeah, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, um, what I did notice is that um, I put sun trying the south node, but that's not really true. It's actually Mercury. <laughs> um, so Mercury is going to come into a trine and a sextile with the nodes. Mm -hmm. So it's a, and, and Chiron. So that makes me feel like we're going to be able to talk about it. Now we're going to talk about it. We're going to be able to communicate it to, um, and the sextiles are still there, particularly between Saturn and Jupiter. And Jupiter is in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, which is in a sextile to Neptune. So there's kind of a lot of strength around Venus and Neptune, in my, in my opinion, is that there's a lot of strengthen this aspect because you'll be able to speak about it hopefully in a more beautiful way you'll be able to speak your vision and hopefully um hopefully help others get on board with it or get the validation that you need or whatever it is that you need to help heal and resolve that conflict between where you came from and the healing that you're looking for from Chiron. So Chiron's going to start pushing you towards healing because of the T square last week. And it's going to, he's going to start pushing you so that you're like, Oh, maybe it would be better if I did this thing. I would feel better if I did this. And Venus is really going to be talking to you about what feels good in your world. The other thing is that Mars, is going to move into Aquarius on this day. And that makes me feel like <laughs> because Aquarius is known for being a little bit aloof, it makes me feel like you're going to be like, okay, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> okay. Like he's just going to like, just, I'm not doing that right now. Okay. Like, and you might need a break from that thing for a minute. Mars will continue to move pretty quickly through Aquarius, but um, it will be there um and you know passing over first it will be conjunct pluto and they both rule rule scorpio so if uh so you should pay attention to where scorpio is in your chart because mm. something weird around that could happen mm. um where does what does scorpio rule in your chart for me um it's in my first house so it's about identity so 
where is Scorpio in your house? You know, so this healing could very much be about healing yourself and changing. And I feel like it could come through Scorpio because Scorpio is very spiritual, mysterious, and tends to see the root of things. And with Pluto and Mars conjunct in Aquarius, you could you could really see the root of things. You could mm. really come into the root and understand the root much more deeply. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think it'll be an active conversation because, of course, you have the moon passing over that Chiron-South-North Node conjunction. So, yeah, the word I get is, like, there could be a lot of feelings that happened over the weekend or insights. And now on this day, it's like, okay, let's unpack that. I'm, I'm feeling really strongly about, or I finally understand why I feel this way mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what I want to do about it. And maybe talk, being able to talk about the emotions. Right. Yeah. Since, since, uh, Mercury's in Aquarius, you know, Aquarians are actually sometime, not all the time, but if they do their work, they're able to talk about their emotions. Um, so moon, the, um, on this day, what I noticed pops up is that, um, what did I decide? Uranus was squaring Mercury. It is. Okay. So Mercury is squaring Mercury. I'm sorry. Uranus is squaring Mercury. Um, and that is about your path. So maybe there might be a challenge about more some like the day before you were doing good with communication, but now today could be challenged somehow. Maybe something happened yesterday as a result. This is February 14th, which makes me think, oh, this is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, um, you know, it may, it as much as you might love, um, your spouse or your partner, it may not be as easy as you thought. Um, maybe someone will forget or something like that, or something else could happen. Um, but I just am going to say that it's, you know, that Jupiter is also, um, almost squaring Pluto and Mars. And so it makes me think about, um, love because, because Jupiter's in, in Taurus and that rules Venus and Venus is about love. So, um, and Venus is part of this game too. So I just feel like Uranus square Mercury that day, this is Valentine's day there. It actually, you can see the big red line that showed up from yesterday to today Yeah. from the day, from Tuesday to Wednesday. And it just feels like it's another challenge with, and you already have this challenge from your history that's coming up. So you're being triggered by something from your past. Um, and it's also squaring what's going on today, probably with your path today with Uranus involved. And squares are usually decision points. You have to go, you have to make a decision. You have to go left or you have to go right. You have to say yes or you have to say no. Mm -hmm. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just you are now in that pressure point of which way you're going to go. So when the play so the first thing i want to say is the moon has moved into taurus so it's gone from that nervous temperament to its happy place the moon is exalted into in taurus it mm. loves the the loveliness of things that taurus you know you know taurus is luxury <laughs> um the best things in life right 
And of course, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So the moon is answering to Venus, but it's in a square. And it's in a square to Venus, it's in a square to Mars, and it's in a square to Pluto. So I, I see that and I go, Pluto, transformation, Mars, action, Venus, relationships and loveliness and the good things in life. Yeah, and with um, the moon coming in conjunction, also it's like moving pretty close to Jupiter. There. All of that, right? Jupiter's yeah. going to make it bigger. Ah, amplify. Then, you know, and then and then it hits Jupiter, right? And it's like put on a mirror, right? So, <clears throat> not going to say this is an easy day. All that square energy makes me go. A lot of people are going to be feeling a lot of pressure. So careful on which side how you feel and just your ability to recognize what's going on and choosing instead of choosing to respond instead of um, regretting how you reacted. Yeah. And I want to say, um, you know, Valentine's day is a hallmark holiday. Like, it's just a holiday. So if you do have normally have a great uh, relationship with your partner, um, even if the day isn't easy, it probably won't matter. Um, because most people in a long-term relationship realize that every Valentine's Day is not going to be great. Um, but if you're having trouble in your relationship then things could probably become difficult on Valentine's Day because of the energy of Valentine's Day and the expectations that that puts up. People have expectations or ideas about what it should be like. And I think that that sets you up for um, disappointment. And, uh, and it also could set you up for, you know, not having a great time. So um, that, that's what I'm just going to point that out with uh with valentine's day there you know it i know for me and you bright hawk that like if even if it was just another day and we didn't even acknowledge the valentine's day it would be fine <laughs> um you know because i'm like well i even just said to her i can't i you know she has a broken leg i can't we We're can't not going out to eat. We can't go out to eat. We can't. And it's and it's we can't and go we for a hike. We wouldn't even if we could because Hollis is a chef and makes much better dinners <laughs> than most of what we can go out for. But even so, yeah. You so know. maybe I'll just try to make something fun. But you know, it's it's uh it's yeah, not, we're not going hiking or snowshoeing. Yeah, and usually or... those are the things that we would do as a couple. Those are the things we enjoy doing. We can't do them. So if you're experiencing that. Just let go of your, just recognize that Valentine's Day, it's it's a fucking Hallmark holiday. Okay. <laughs> Find a movie or something. Find a movie. Watch, watch a movie. Stream together. You'll be okay. Oh, There'll be more, hopefully. <laughs> so, but it's um, Michael Fronte's song, not a, whatever it is, the line, something about not every day is Valentine's Day. But yeah. You make me feel great anyway yeah. or yeah. whatever it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's a great line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so then that, on Thursday, then we end up, it's not going to get easier. Not really. Not uh, right the moon's, away. the moon is staying in Taurus Wednesday, Thursday are going to be, are going to be challenging, frankly. Um, 
And this no other way to put it <laughs> on this day. Now, the good news is, is that Jupiter is in a sextile to Saturn, which has been going on most of the week, which will mean that ultimately your ideas about your system, about how things have to work for you or how you have to do this in the world or whatever it is, those are actually working out pretty good. Okay. And that's actually in your best interest. The issue is, is that communication, which usually involves other people, is square, Mercury is squaring Uranus. And that square could make it hard for you to communicate your path and what you need to do and for other people to understand it. Mm. Now, at the same time, Mercury is in a trine and a sextile to the nodes. So even if you find yourself saying something that's kind of screwed up or messed up or whatever, um, just know that this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm. So even if you yell, even if you express yourself that way um, with Mercury trying and sextiling the nodes, it's supposed to unfold that way because Mercury is, is, you know, and it's in Aquarius and Aquarius can sometimes be explosive. It can sometimes be sudden, like you're all of a sudden like, whoa, you're pissed. Oh, okay. All right. And um, that's that's Uranus, because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is in Taurus right now. Um, and it's in a square uh, with Mercury. So it just makes me think that's just going to make the communication. It could make the communication sudden and explosive, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, this is pretty big square. Yeah. Now, I did notice that the moon is in conjunct the south node, Brighthawk. That's an in conjunct. That's, that's hard to resolve yeah. where we came from. Yeah. It's unresolvable almost. But it is. it does have some resolve. Well, and what, we, what, we, what have we been talking about with Chiron? Right. Those wounds that you can't, couldn't really change, but you can change. You can let them change how you go forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Change your emotion and your processing yeah. about that. Yeah. And everything you just said, because the moon is, you know, conjunct Jupiter. Now it's going to be conjunct oh, yeah. Uranus. Mm -hmm. right. So it's totally going to be adding energy that way. Um, in And of course, they have to answer to Venus. But it's in a square, big, big square. So mm -hmm. pretty strong square there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I see the moon is just... conjunct. Uranus, so that makes it even more likely to be a little on the explosive side. <laughs> the unpredictable, the holy crap didn't see that coming. The it could also be it could also be like if somebody really was like, I meant to do something for you for Valentine's Day. I forgot it was this week. I thought it was next week. So then they all of a sudden do some really beautiful, luxurious thing for you. Yeah, maybe um, you'll be delightfully to surprised. make to make up for it or something because it is a square. It is. It There's is, an opportunity to make it a delightful yeah. surprise or a, oh, quite the opposite. So, you know, right. let, let's try to focus on, it can be a, it can be a delightful surprise. You know, Uranus is surprise for sure. So yeah, it could be a delightful surprise. And I always say to the universe, I'm willing to be delightfully surprised. Yeah. Because so. I believe you get what you expect. Yeah. You know. Hopefully that's the way it will go for you is that it'll be a delightful surprise. Could absolutely be a delightful surprise. It'd probably depend on how these placements are running through your chart. Um, You're going to be so glad when it's Friday because Friday becomes trying, trying, trying. 
There are more trines, um, and including a minor trine. Uh, Venus does move into Aquarius. It joins the party in Aquarius, which is a little bit more free-flowing, um, a little bit more spiritual and awake and alert um, than Capricorn, I would say. Capricorn can sometimes be a little weighed down and heavy, um, and and Aquarius is more air. It's an air sign, but it also involves water, so it will be kind of ah okay. And with Venus there, Venus is um, about what feels good, so it might actually feel good to be alone. <laughs> if you're finding that, that's okay. Um, if that that's your truth, that's your truth. Um, if, if you're one of those people, this day could be that day. Um, and with Venus and Pluto conjunct, it could mean that you finally tell so-and-so that you really just need a day by yourself. Um, Aquarius can sometimes be a little on the aloof side. can also have to do with like artificial intelligence um, and the collective, like LGBTQ people, um, most people with strong Aquarian placements, um, are allies or queer themselves, um, because it's ruled by Uranus, so, um, almost, and I can almost look at their chart and tell you, um, but a lot of times they'll, they'll, Aquarians are at least allies at the very least, um, if, if they're not queer themselves, so it's, so it tends to be the collective, right? It tends to be all people, regardless of color or anything else, okay? Um, and that's Aquarius in a nutshell. And so that's what's going to feel good on this day on Friday. Um, it's going to feel good when everybody's in there because that's Venus, right? She's all about what feels good. Um, and Venus into Aquarius, Mars is already there. So you've probably there's already been some action around that. And Pluto has been hanging out there now for a while and we'll be there for a while we'll dip out temporarily this fall back into capricorn one more time and then pluto will stay in aquarius for 20 years um now the sun does come into a trine here uh the sun no it's still it's still um i don't know why i put this why i kept thinking it was the sun it's not the sun um it's mercury clearly um, Mercury is in a sextile and in a trine to the south node, which is really about being able to communicate, um, where you came from and where you want to go and how you want to change this and how it's got to be different for you. And that minor trine at the top is sort of that little triangle you can see at the top, kind of in the background, and it's pointing at Neptune and, um, it's opposite with Venus and the moon opposite, or they're trining each other, sorry, they're trining each other and they're both pointing to Neptune. So this is very much, again, about, you know, getting your emotions and what you think is beautiful and communicating that vision forward or seeing that vision forward. Right. That minor trine right there. Yeah. The moon. Yeah. So suddenly you're starting to think and feel and um, have energy because look at that Pluto, Mars, Venus conjunction, right? There's some energy there to transform and hopefully revolutionize, you know, revolutionize. And, and with Venus in the mix, relationships could change instantly. And um, the moon is in trying to all of that energy also in a sextile to Neptune. 
Um, and of course, it's going to move out of Taurus into Gemini. So Gemini is how we think. Gemini is diplomatic. Gemini is um, air sign. So there's, uh, you know, the um, mutable air. It's ruled by Mercury. So, you know, mm -hmm. conversations and whatnot. So, yeah. Right. What that's all about. Yeah. Um, okay. And then that's Friday. Saturday. I noticed that a kite forms yeah, in a grand trine mm -hmm. um, with, and it, it's involving the moon actually. So it's just for Saturday. Yeah. Um, and it will really help you take flight on the healing you've been trying to find. I've, I really see this as a, as a healing kite. Mm. Um, it will really help you communicate. Uh, Mercury's involved and moons in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. Um, well, that's great because my follow-up doctor appointment is on the 16th. So this trine uh, and kite and the path of healing, may it all be wonderful. Yeah, because this is all about healing. This looks I'm like a... I'm really glad to pointing. suddenly realize my appointment's on Friday and not on Wednesday. Because Wednesday, <laughs> I'm just going to be... Wednesday is the hump day of this week. Yeah. It's got some big-ass squares. But Friday and Saturday, we're... Woo-hoo! Woo Woo! And the kite, you can see the kite is kind of pointing up at Chiron there. Yeah. Um, and the and the trine is absolutely um, sort of recognizing the south node there and, and really sort of rectifying that opposition. Mm -hmm. And that's what I notice kites do. They kind of rectify the opposition that's running down the middle of them because mm -hmm. they always have an opposition running down that sure. big red yeah. line in the middle. Yeah. And I notice that they often resolve that um they start to help you find resolution to that opposition that you've been dealing with and so that's why i say this is very much healing this is very much going to heal whatever's been going on for you this last couple weeks it's a great image i love that i can just see the kite flying and of course a kite can't fly without some tension on the line right, right. you know the wind is not going to pick it up if there's no tension on that line right so you can just picture the kite soaring up and, um, you know, it, it, it takes a little bit of work to get it up there, the kite up in the sky with, you know, just the right amount of tension and direction and whatnot. But once you've got it up there, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes effortless after a little bit. Right. Isn't that something? That's a, such a, I, I've never seen it so clearly. It just, just, <laughs> It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, what I did notice is that Sunday, um, you know, the opposition is still there. Uh, it will take a while. Chiron doesn't move very quickly. Um, and that Mars, Venus, and Jupiter are all conjunct in Aquarius. Now they're all having a party there in Aquarius. So it could very much feel like things have um, changed, shifted very suddenly, very quickly. That's Aquarius. It's very sudden and quick. Um, and Aquarius can sometimes feel a little like, is this the right thing? Because it can sometimes be revolutionary, okay? Um, usually it's trying to lead you forward, usually. Um, I wouldn't assume that about all Aquarians, but usually Aquarius energy is trying to pull you, pull you forward. Think um, of Oprah. Oprah yeah. is a great Aquarian example. Humanitarian, mm -hmm. 
you know, wants to lift everyone up, wants everyone to um, have positive experiences and meaningfulness and purpose. And um, she's a great example of the positive Aquarian realized, um, evolved yeah. uh, person. And the Ju and Jupiter is in a sextile to Saturn still. It's been like this all week. And Jupiter is really about having your own philosophies and good luck. And Saturn is about restrictions um, and the system. So you probably become a little bit of a master of your system, maybe figured out a way to do these things. Maybe you figured out a way to get through the system or get something through the system that you got to get through or at least being able to get through the system in the way that you need to. And I see there that the moon is squaring Neptune. It's squaring Saturn. Oh, okay. I think we are, our snapshots are a little bit, yeah, it'll, it'll do a square with Neptune. Oh, okay. It'll so, also be in a square to Saturn. Okay. Um, but on the positive, it's in a trine to Mars. Mm -hmm. So... And it's in a trying to Mercury and, um, the and a sun. sextile to yeah. Chiron. So yeah. those, those are, you know, it's a bit of a blend. And again, we just keep hitting that same conversation with Chiron, you know, so harvesting the positive out of what feels like a negative. Finding the healing. Finding the healing. That's right? really what this week is about. Finding the healing, discovering the healing. And sometimes... When you do find the healing, it takes some time to, um, you know, to implement that healing and get it working. Um, at least in my opinion, it, it takes some time to get that done. So, Lacrosse, did you have any anything you wanted to add? Uh, well, with the whole Chiron thing, and I know probably people think, what does an otter have to do? How would an otter coincide with Chiron? But uh, the whole thing about healing, like you were saying earlier, it's about healing your, like basically going within and being responsible. And otter are notorious for being selfish little babies and they take care of themselves big time. Okay. You know, it they literally are all about themselves, but it shows that because they're so, they take care of themselves so well that they can work so well with others mm. and they play so well with others. So I think, you know, in resolving our issues and re not so much resolving our pain, but like in my mind, I feel like I just make space. I learn how to live and navigate that. But in other words, I don't let that control completely. So when you start doing the self-care, then you're better for other people. Then you can play better with other people. But if we're not taking care of ourselves we're not going to play well with what others because we don't feel good about ourselves and we just don't right. feel good in general. So I think right. that's where the otter comes in is kind of be, it's okay. Like I said, they're selfish and self-preservation. I don't really mean selfish. I mean, self-preservation, do everything to take care of yourself so that you in turn can be better for the collective, for others that you want to play better with. So, right. well, isn't it interesting that, that, um, Aquarius, that totally is Aquarius. Mm -hmm. We're in Aquarius season, and that what you just described about the otter is very Aquarian. It is. Yeah. They're very about self-preservation so mm -hmm. that you can then turn around and say, okay, you know, are we all taking care of ourselves? But they're going to take care of themselves first. But yeah, if we're not gonna... care careful, we can do 
the opposite. In other words, an Aquarian or the Otter, that if they don't take care of themselves, then they can actually cause more damage. You know, I have an Aquarius kid and she is all Aquarian. When she doesn't focus on herself and she's too busy on the collective first, it doesn't pan out well for her. Right. But if she takes care of herself first and then goes to help the collective, now things go into play. And that's right. and that's a hard thing because you can go from one extreme to another with the Aquarian. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's about that's Aquarians are all about extremes. It's your mm-hmm. it's ruled by Uranus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Uranus is all about extremes. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating to think about it that way, and um, and to think about the the little otters, um, and for sure, every healer must t- learn to take care of themselves first. That's just basic healing. It's first yeah. step healing to being a healer in my opinion all right well i'm gonna pull three cards here from my love deck um thank you lacrosse and um i'm gonna pull three cards from this deck it's a pride deck you can get it on um amazon and so let's see here please just take what you like and leave the rest okay this is the first card. This is about the past. This is judgment card. Interesting. Um, which is not just about judging ourselves and others, but also about the judgment of ourselves, about other people's judgment of us. Um, this is very much about judgment. This can also be about um, judgment. You know, we have to have judgment, right? So people are like, oh, you should never judge. And I'm like, well... Um, there are instances in which you need to judge. You need to make a good judge of whether or not this is a good situation for you or not. Is this guy a toxic guy? Like, should I be spending time with this person? Like, I don't know. Right? Okay, so there are times that spirit is requiring you to judge. I think what we mean when we say don't judge is like, you know, don't judge somebody just because they're, you know, poor or um, of a particular color or something stupid like that. Okay? But, um, but, you know, for certain, this is about teaching, also teaching children to have that judgment of when is it good to, um, when is it good to, you know, do certain things? When is this person maybe not so good for you? Okay. And this is what we're, this is what this is all about. This is about judging a situation, good or bad, whether the judgment is called for or not. Um, that's what this is a reminder about. This is a reminder about our judgment and also teaching children about judgment because usually we teach children to judge, okay? Um, and hopefully they do because that's that's what gives them some, you know, that that's what gives them some street smarts and things like that, okay? So <laughs> they need to learn how to judge things. And this is the here and now. This is right now. And this is about the community that supports you around you, um, that they're not necessarily like you, but they're supporting you anyway. And this can include your parents. This is the three of pentacles, you know. Um, this is about a variety of people that can support you. Of course, in this picture, it is the, um, it is the, uh, <laughs> I forgot the name of the group. But they're a very common group for the GLBTQ community that's all the parents and stuff. So, um, and it's clearly they're trying to support 
um, people that they love. And that's what this is all about, is to remember who loves and supports you. And um, going forward, <laughs> this is about treating yourself. This is about taking care of yourself, sort of like the otters, <laughs> uh, like Lacrosse was saying. Uh, this is very much like that um, because, you know, this little kid getting ice cream and it's kind of very childlike, but at the same time necessary and a treat for you being the Six of Cups. It is meant to help you feel better and remember that you too deserve a treat. You too deserve something special. You too deserve um, a good treatment from yourself and not just from others. So don't feel like that only other people have to give you treats because if you waited for that, well, in my world, I would have never got nothing for a very long time. So just just give yourself something, okay? Because that's what's important. Um, and so again, this is the past. This is the judgment that we passed either over someone or on ourselves. Sometimes we judge ourselves. Um, um, good or bad, whether that judgment was necessary or not. This is about a judgment that you had to make. And then this is about the here and now. This is about um, the community that loves and supports you just the way you are, no matter who you are, no matter how you might express. And going forward, remember to take care of yourself, treat yourself, get yourself that little ice cream cone, okay? Um, <laughs> um, remember to, you know, honor your inner child this also makes me think of that like honor your inner child you know sometimes i just get an ice cream cone and smile like a little kid and there's oftentimes that i do stuff that's like a little kid and i think it's good for me um so just try to honor your inner child a little bit oh that's a great reading <laughs> Thanks. Makes me smile when it so mirrors what we've just talked about <laughs> pretty much does yeah you know yeah. That's that we all go get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to go get an ice cream cone. Sounds That's delicious. right. Yeah. So by the end of this week, okay, by this weekend, everybody get yourself an ice cream cone. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Get yourself a treat. Even if you have to go to the store, buy the cones and come home. Because I'll tell yeah. you what. <laughs> and remember, if Wednesday feels like hump day, you know, it will pass. Everything yeah. passes. Everything is but a moment. And um, we wish you really an awesome week and we hope you do really well and share in the comments how it's going for you. And where's your Chiron? You know? Yeah. Sending big love to Tamala. I know that um, Tamala and Meredith have both expressed um, understanding and what we're going we through right that. now. So sending big love to you. Thank you so much for commenting and thank you, Mary Collins for sharing. Appreciate you. Thanks for sharing the podcast. And, um, you know, just keep giving yourself lots of love and recognize where you came from, my friends. Yeah. Have a good one. And remember to like and share and comment and all of that stuff, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are perfectly unique human 
with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.